Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises, episode 30. We are we are at episode 30 already. Holy shit. Feels like we literally just started this like a month ago, and it's crazy how we've already gotten to this point. Uh, I'm your host, Anthony Dietrich. Today is August 18th, 2019, and since the last time recorded, we recorded, so much has happened, like an unreal amount. We've had um, the 95 is officially going to Christopher Bell next year. We have David Reagan retiring. We have had just crazy races. We had another insane, insanely fun uh, Bristol night race. It's two years in a row now. Not to mention a very scary wreck in uh, Pocono for IndyCar. Um, but first things first, we almost had some of the worst news uh, possible to come out of NASCAR this week, pretty much. Um, and thank God, you know, Things went differently. You know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. obviously on, I believe it was Thursday, got into uh, had his plane crash um, landing on the runway. And I mean, that news start like I was busy editing the podcast, the episode 29 that we just did. Um, and as soon as I was about to upload it, I get the news and I'm thinking to myself, do we need to have a special recording right now? Do we need to like talk about this? And we just kind of let it sit because we didn't know all the details. And now that we know all the details, things are a little clearer. But first things first, let me introduce my co-host. I've been talking for about a minute and a half. Kevin is with me as usual. Kevin, what is up? Thank you. I can finally talk. Yeah, I've been doing good. I'm so sorry. I just went nuts there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's what I mean, what a crazy five days it's been. Just news after news after Good race after horrifying accident after all that. Just crazy. I pretty much had to keep Adam Stern's tweets on, like, notifications. Oh, yeah. No, he, he is officially part of the notification squad for me. So. Adam Schefter is the lesser of the Adams. Give me Adam Stern. Like I will take Stern any day over Shefty. <laughs> Although, Shefty is at least, like, a character. Like, you know, Adam Stern won't take an entire two hours from ESPN's, uh, you know, wonderful... Uh, list of programming for a fantasy football breakdown i could hear this no one cares about your no one cares about your (laughs) fantasy football team don't ever forget that guys um but yeah i mean first things first with junior thank god he's alive yeah i mean that 
I so like my when I heard about it, you texted me. I was at work, and mm-hmm. then my dad calls me, and literally the first thing my my dad says is, "Hey, did you hear about Dale Jr. in the plane crash?" And like, if I wouldn't have read your text, like, I probably would have started crying on the spot because like he didn't, he wasn't like, "Oh yeah, he's okay." Like, did you hear he was in a plane crash? And like, obviously, if you're in a plane crash, most of the time it's not good. So yes, I that's my biggest fear, pretty much. Um, are plane crashes? I don't. You know, I don't fly. I don't usually try to fly. I am actually flying next month, and I'm already, like, preparing myself with a nice little cocktail to put me to sleep. Unfortunately, I have a job interview right after that, so I have to also think of another cocktail to wake me up. (laughs) But flying is my biggest fear, and I know Junior – I mean, in NASCAR in general, flying is just – you look at the past with, like, what's happened. I know – Obviously, you know, Kawicki and, and Allison. But, I mean, you even think about back to 2002 when Jack Roush got into a plane crash. And then the unfortunate tragedy with the Hendrick family. Yeah. And I was reading on Twitter when this had happened. Someone said in, like, 85, John Andretti got into a plane crash and then drove that same day. Which Jeez. I didn't know about. Did you know about that? I had no clue. Wow. No, I mean, someone, you know, Twitter is not the most uh, reliable source of news right now for me. But, um... I mean, plane crashes in general are synonymous with tragedy in NASCAR. And this one, as soon as I read it, I was terrified. I was absolutely just worried because it wasn't just Junior. It was his wife. It was uh, his baby girl on board and two pilots. Um, Like, you know, that's, uh, you know, you're just worried about everyone's life. Like everyone's talking about Junior. I was, you know, concerned about everyone on board. I'm not trying to be on a high horse here, but it's just like, you know, those are lives. Those are those are human lives right there. And it was just nuts. And I felt very just weird the rest of the whole day. Like, I just, I didn't feel like myself. I was just, like, trying to get updates. I was hoping for good news. And luckily, like, you know, we were getting uh, updates constantly from, um, uh, what was it, Pocris, Gluck. And just, I started following multiple accounts that day just so yeah. I can. Uh, I'm almost glad you know. I was at work when it all went down. Yeah, I it was. Four to eight. And I think it happened around, like, 340. No, I, I was, like, I was there at 330. So I was there at work for like the first four hours of everything mm-hmm. after so like i i really didn't know much which helped me keep my mind off and then when i got home i saw the videos I'm like oh my god dude <laughs> yeah it's um, been so much worse if it had just gone so so a little differently but exactly we're all grateful that he is okay that baby isle is okay that amy is okay that two pilots are okay that even gus their dog is okay. That's... Oh, Gus was on the plane. I did not know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Oh well, thank God. That's what matters. And... Wait, how do you, how do you say her name? Um, his uh, daughter. Isla. Isla. Well, I have been saying that incorrect for, and I'm glad I didn't say it on the podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. So that's one of the big things that happened. Then we get the news that Christopher Bell is moving up to the 95. We did mention some of the stern bombs on the last episode but this one was kind of the one we expected to hear but we were waiting on whether it would be the 20 car or the 95 but bell is coming up next year as he should be i am upset that de benedetto is losing the ride i'm not upset who he's losing the ride to yeah i think even after what we saw this weekend out of de benedetto which we will get to in just a second it's still the right move to put bell on that car absolutely bell is a just He's so talented. Probably the and best prospect since who? Logano? Well, Logano didn't really step up immediately when well, he got in the around, cup. The around thing the is, I'm thinking, hype, like, prospect-wise, like, like, you have guys who had pedigree, like um, like Chase Elliott, 
who that was obviously very hyped. I mean, Logano, you can also put into that category. I mean, William Byron absolutely dominated in everything he drove, and we're still waiting for that to click in cup. I mean, it's it's getting there, but um, I don't know. I th- I think his Bell's, brakes just need a little help, is all. Just because Bell's proved himself in what four straight years in NASCAR now and trucks. Yeah, that as soon as he came up and... into trucks and was just making starts, like he was. I think he won Eldora in twenty fifteen. Or yes, 2016, exactly. 20, uh, 2015, actually. Before yes. He was even so before time. he was full time, he won a truck championship. He is probably going to win the expanding championship this year, well, barring any. I I'm wouldn't sorry, say what? that. That I mean, I, I, no, I no, no. I wouldn't say. Great. I'm. I. I. Okay. Let me put it. He's going to make the final four, barring oh, yes. any ridiculous like yes. string of bad luck or. You know, knowing the NASCAR playoffs, three drivers not named Bell Custer or Reddick could win in the round of eight, which I don't think would happen. But, you know, Austin Sindrick is looking pretty, pretty good right now at those yeah, horses. Um, but, you know, I mean, Bell in the 95, that I, I'm fine with that move. I'm, yeah. I'm not mad. I just wish that to Benedetto didn't have to lose the ride. I wish that um, Bob Levine, who, by the way, is reaching the point of all time worst tweeters. Um, for me, uh, he should have not gone on Twitter and tried to like defend his move. It, it's his team. He is a rich man. He does not need to defend to people with avies of checkered flags and tires. But to each their fucking own, I guess. Um, you know, I wish that Bob had two cars. I wish Toyota put more money into the Cup Series. I wish that there, you know, the charter system kind of really fucks these smaller teams in, in the end, it looks like. And and Benedetto's out of a ride. Although, with the other news that came out this weekend, how long is he really out of a ride for next year? He'll be in a ride next year. He whether is it probably be, in the 38 or Whether it be there. a Xfinity ride with JGR or a cup ride, he'll be driving somewhere. He's too talented not to. And I mm-hmm. think he should just jump right into the Bristol night race. Yeah. Matt Benedetto... Yeah. Almost won the Bristol night race. Matt Benedetto literally just gave me a heartache. Like there I was, was so two so minute, ready. Two minute period after the, the race where fans were just cheering straight just because he was on the big screen giving the interview. Mm-hmm. And like if that doesn't say, damn, you impressed me tonight, then I don't know what is. I, I don't remember the last time I heard an like an ovation like that for a driver for that long. That's just crazy. And he, a driver that didn't win. Yeah, like, like even even the winning driver, first words out of his mouth, Denny Hamlin, congrats to him. Says, yeah, I, like, I'm like, sorry. Like, I know everyone in the stands wanted that, but, like, Denny's here to win a championship, too. And yeah, he's not gonna... here's the thing. Denny Hamlin is a competitor. Denny Hamlin absolutely should race Matt Benedetto the way he races everyone else. Just because yeah. Matt's never won a race doesn't mean you just give up on it. No. And I respected that. Like, I, I you know, Denny was my driver for a long time. He, I still root for the guy. You know, I still want to see him succeed. I was very happy when he won the 500. You know, some, you know, you can go back and listen to that episode. But, like, I'm not mad that Benedetto lost to Hamlin. I'm just, it, it was heartbreaking. It was just like, when it happened, I was more relieved that it didn't happen on the last lap. Because if it happened on the last oh, lap, that that would, been, I would have shed tears for sure. I just would have, it just would have been like, I couldn't move at that point. Like, yeah, I kind of had those final 15 laps to get it into my head. All right, he's not winning. I know who, yeah, was exactly. Close, I was I like, just barring kept... a lap car spinning out in front of Hamlin, it was over. 
I found myself praying during a NASCAR race for the first time in 10 years. <laughs> I've never done that. I'm not a very religious man. Um, you know, my mother is extremely religious, but I found myself just being like, God, we, we don't really talk much about NASCAR, you and I, but if, if you don't mind, Denny Hamlin's tires are really kind of looking a little worn there. You mind maybe getting a little bit of a rub or something, but mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it's, it's Denny's fourth win this season, which is, I mean, this is what's gone under the radar because obviously the Matt Benedetto talk. Denny is on fire right Denny now. Denny hasn't finished worse than third in the last five. He races. has a 2.8 average finish, I believe, in the last six races, if I recall correctly. It's he's 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 on he's the hottest driver and he's getting hot at the right time. See, I we don't were know. all saying this is the summer of Jones. This is the summer of Harvick. We have been overlooking the fact that Denny Hamlin owns the summer right now i i agree that he has owned the summer but i don't agree that he's peaking at the right time because i think that well the thing is keselowski started peaking at this time last year too and that was his downfall so but hamlin is hungry for a championship whereas keselowski's already a champion like i think a guy like chase elliott is still has his peak coming up like he's been running better <laughs> lately but he's not I mean, obviously, he dominated Watkins Glen, and he ran good at he ran good mm-hmm. at Bristol for sure. But it's not like, oh wow, he was like by clear the favorite there. Where like Hamlin, literally the last month has been one of the top three fastest cars week in and week out. So like, I hate being a Stannis Baratheon, but it's run well, ran well. And, a, and a, my bad, and especially <laughs> with a bye week coming up. I know like people say, you know, bye weeks don't ruin momentum and everything. But as a hardcore Tony Stewart fan, in 2016. Tony had such a great streak, and then bye week, and then Darlington happened, and then he just never was competitive again. And I don't know if it was just mojo wearing off or momentum wearing off or anything like that, but I'm telling you, bye weeks shift momentum, and it's going to be whoever capitalizes after this off weekend is going to be the one who's going to be the championship favorite right now i still don't think there's a favorite just because we have four guys no three guys four wins being Mm -hmm. every jgr driver except jones and i don't think you can put one over the other right now obviously you'd say if it was tomorrow homestead that'd be you'd pick hamlin just because he's on such a streak right now but that's still Mm -hmm. three months away so i'll say this all five of the toyotas have looked fantastic this summer i mean they have even the races that kyle overdrove the car i mean he's still look he was in trouble of going a lap down early and he ends up finishing in fourth through just strategy and just he did go a lap kyle down. bush oh he did actually go a lap down yeah he, he wasn't on the lead lap until That's correct. like that, that is correct yeah in the 20 to like go kyle in stage two just, just made another comeback and Kyle looked like he could have won this race. Honestly, I was worried. I was like, God damn it. I really just sat here this entire time and watched Kyle Bush just pull away. <laughs> and I mean, it was, it was really impressive. Um, so I think the biggest story besides Matt Benedetto leaving um, Bristol right now are the point standings. And I mean, the points are just, first of all, if Matt Benedetto wins, that really shakes up the chase because then you oh, have yeah. both, Stuart Haas cars out of the um out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is? Hang on one second. I I apologize. My Reddit has. Oh, I'm on top. That's why. <laughs> uh, I was like, why am I getting uh news that Benedetto is in 18 this week? I knew that. And I'll add to that saying like a Benedetto win would have for sure made it so Johnson has 
to be in a must-win scenario. He's pretty close to that, but some guys no, it's getting in there. It's getting really worrying because the problem is like he hasn't had a finish better than fifteenth. Yeah, since but like I'm saying at Darlington, if Newman, Suarez, and Boyer crash out, which literally Boyer and Newman Boyer were is just... together there last year, if they both wreck out, Johnson finishes solid like twelfth. He's right there on the cut line. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's a must win yet, but if it keeps going like it is after Darlington, oh, yeah, for sure. He's going to have to win Indy to get mm-hmm. in. Excuse me. Yeah. No, well, good thing that Darlington's one of the nicer tracks to Jimmy Johnson in his career. As of lately, yeah, well, nothing's been kind to yeah, him. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think anything's kind familiar, to Jimmy. A now. familiar victory lane. You know, obviously, I think if there was ever a track that Jimmy could get his mojo back, it would be Dover. Dover has treated him so nicely in his career. Um, yeah, but even if he makes the playoffs, there. would he make it to round two in there in time to capitalize? I don't think he probably would. not. Probably not. It's it's just tough for Jimmy, and obviously another bad finish this weekend. Had some just damage early on in the race from I, which one was that? The caution window. Yeah, which again we saw situations no throughout this race. Them. No, exactly. It's just you can't really predict when someone's tire is going down. And I thought that was going to be a problem more throughout the race. And we only saw it about like three or four times, but when it happened, it was extremely detrimental to the drivers. It happened to like Mm -hmm. Austin Dillon takes out um, Jimmy Johnson pretty much. And just kind of, you know, made his day a living nightmare. Joey Logano ended up having uh, issues from that as well. Uh, We saw Martin Truex Jr. Who led 52 laps have tire issues. We saw, a bunch of other drivers uh, have to not only deal with their tires, but deal with other people crashing on the, on the track. And it just, it was just a vicious cycle of, uh, you know, just being in the right place at the right time or being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Denny Hamlin had issues early in the race. Um, he, Kyle Busch, uh, who was it? Uh, Clint Boyer spun right in front of um, Daniel Suarez. Suarez early in the race or middle of the race. And that could have been absolutely disastrous for both of them, especially considering what happened. We saw problems with Al Marola, who I did yeah, not Yeah, you know him. Jimmy Johnson was going to be so happy if Suarez went to the middle of the track and T-Bone Boyer, because they both would have been done. And then Johnson That would have really been nice out. for him, yeah. And, of course, you know, Newman wants to see that. Newman got an 11th place finish, and that's just the consistency building up. I believe Newman has a 14-point gap, if I'm looking Yeah, at you're right. So unfortunately, I can't get the ch- the points to load right now. I can only see up to no, six places. I remember. But Daniel Suarez moving above yeah. Boyer, like man, Boyer is feeling so much pressure. And I know when Boyer was spinning, he was just like, "Fuck, we're doing Which this is again." Because Boyer literally finished in front of Suarez. It's just he didn't get any stage points, and mm-hmm. Suarez stayed out at the end of stage two. Which... Those stage points are going to be massive come these next two weekends. I guarantee yeah. you're going to see some drivers being like, "Do I want to?" Where do I want to be? Good finish thing, at the end of the stage. Like at at uh, Darlington, you can't really pull any strategy just because every time you're coming on the pit road and you're getting four tires. Just that's mm-hmm. how Darlington is. But no, Indy, man, Indy is going to be, be fun all over the place. And I'm I know so I would never say that Indy might be fun, but <laughs> it's been a great time the last few years. And I'm pissed just because it's against opening day of NFL. Uh, oh, you, think you think that I'm going to watch any of the Dolphins? Uh, no, but like some, you know, some eyes. No, I have Reds. Where it would on. be? Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Like I got to see who makes the playoffs. They're going to be like, yeah, football. So, <laughs> that's yeah, just, well, that's, a, that's a whole other problem. That was the nice thing about having Richmond being the cutoff on a Saturday night, even yeah. though college football was on. Which, oh my god, dude, 
There's one more week until college football. Oh, I'm so. Oof, oof, I'm not. Um, well, I'm just to get paid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and with the points, I believe Blaney, Larson, Byron can clinch next week. But Jones now moves uh, to 14th, but he is about. He's a solid race and a half above that cut line. It looks like. Yeah, I'm gonna be real. Unless they, unless any of those drivers wreck Dude, out, you never know, man. One. If Jones has two last place finishes, and that's like... that's what I'm saying. Unless that happens, I think everyone above Newman is good on points. I'm still trying to race for those top tens. I'm still trying to get like solid finishes out of this weekend. If I can get a win, get a win. But uh, the only driver on this list that I think could win at Darlington would be Larson. Maybe. Yeah, I agree. Maybe Boyer. Maybe Boyer could just. Oh, find maybe some Boyer. Speed. I mean, Boyer just has had the most experience and but then again, has a better car what, than Newman. What, going into the 2011 Southern 500, could Regan Smith win that race? Absolutely not, man. No. So Matt DiBenedetto, here he comes again. <laughs> I mean, that could be a race that DiBenedetto does really well again because this is a track that is not full throttle all the way around. And it looks like DiBenedetto really succeeds at those, tri- at those uh, types of tracks. Yeah, but Darlington's the 550 horsepower package, and I like. I know you were saying how Toyota's running Bollocks. well all summer, but like literally, the 95 team is a completely different team at the 550 horsepower tracks compared. I don't know. Yes. Oh, absolutely, I agree with that. It's like literally they go from a top 10 team to a 25th place team, and it's it's sad because I feel bad for De Benedetto. Like he's making the most I out hate of his this package so much. It's like not really the no, because the racing anymore. isn't bad. It's just that team can't and hasn't figured out how to do it. Maybe they'll get more support from Toyota over the next two weeks for like a last ditch effort, but I seriously doubt it. <sighs> I'm just reading some of these tweets from Bob. God, <laughs> but yeah, back to the Bristol Night Race overall. Fantastic race. I mean, yeah, that no was one... a lot of fun. They and shouts out for that camera um, on top of the or underneath the, um, the scoreboard in the middle, whatever that thing is called. I, I know you know the name of it. Colossus, <laughs> what a name. Because um, those shots at the end, those last 30 laps of just following De Benedetto and, um, and Hamlin around the yeah, track. Great. Th- that was awesome. That was literally awesome, man. Like, I, I was having so much fun with it and I was just really. Like it was just really fun. Yeah, I mean, we had we had a, a race, five hundred lap race, where not a single driver led over a hundred laps. Honestly, I don't know when the last yeah, time that like, happened. That's really crazy at a Bristol race. Usually, one guy at least dominates a little bit, but Matt Benedetto led the most laps. Even last year, when it was kind of like this race, there was a ton of different leaders. There were still, I want to say, two guys that led over a hundred laps. I'm doing the mm-hmm. research right now. Probably. Uh, Bristle, Bristle, Bristle. I know, I know, Kurt Busch did not, but I think that uh, I think yeah, we we had three guys last year lead over a hundred laps, being uh, Chase Elliott, Truex. Clint Boyer, and Blaney. Oh, I'm an idiot then. All right, Blaney didn't even lead any laps. Blaney looked really bad around the track at, at certain times. It was a rough race for him. He still finishes in the top ten. Yeah, it didn't help that he and who was it, Hemrick got into it, and he mm-hmm. just kamikaze. <laughs> That was uh, weird. That was because that looked like was a Blaney weird wreck. Just went down on him. That was. A yeah, really I'm, su- I'm surprised Blaney. I, I thought he was out, and he came back to get a top ten. So shout CGR out. CGR won both stage one and two, and your boy Larson finishing in sixth is is really like, he would let sixty two laps. He gets that speed, uh, that playoff point. He, I don't, I don't think he's peaking, but he's definitely. Yeah. Looking, he's on uh, the. That's what I'm saying. You got a trend up going. He's, he's definitely looking. He 
definitely doing that. I mean, he needs to win a race at some point. Like this, it's been He's two his, years. He has four straight top tens, which is his longest streak of the season, which is kind of God, sad in a way. Sad, but also like, hey, at least he's he's getting exactly. it now, and he's like, going into arguably his best track in Darlington, and mm-hmm. then uh, maybe not so much Indy, but then first round of playoffs, you get the Roval, which he mm-hmm. should have won last should've, year. Should have won, but if it went green. You know, he's still, um, he's still advanced in the playoffs, so. He did. And then he's won at Richmond before, and then Vegas, I want to say he finished second in the race last year, which also, just completely side note, the uh, they were starting to show previews for the Vegas playoff race, like buy mm-hmm. tickets, what now, and they were advertising it as a night race, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I didn't even realize that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, trying to think what else I wanted to talk about from Bristol. There was like a bunch of other shit that was going on there. Um, nothing really. Like no one really. We didn't have any like tempers boil over like I thought we would during this race. Yeah, which was okay, just because it was. They raced so much cleaner than they would have in the past. The only instance that ever happened were because of tires going down. So I mean, (laughs) you want to you want to see tempers? Wait till next year when it's the cutoff race. Oh my (laughs) god. Uh, that's gonna be fucking fun. Um, it says on here Josh Balicki retired due to fatigue. Yeah, and also shout out to Matt Tiff for making it 487 laps and then busting a suspension. Hate to see that. <laughs> Poor guy. I mean, that is tough. But I mean, Tiff wasn't even gonna race this weekend. He had vertigo going on at the beginning. That is true of yeah. the weekend, and we thought that we were gonna get the debut of Chase Briscoe. Yep. And I mean, yeah. Uh, what's a DVP exactly? I don't know what that Damn stands for. Policy. Oh, <laughs> poor Stenhouse. Sen- so Stenhouse's season is there. done. Poor Stenhouse. <laughs> you know what would be really fun, though? Stenhouse does still win at Talladega. And he's just like, well, at least I got one. I have I more wins one. than David Reagan. That is true. Yeah, they're they're tied right now at two. So. Do you think that if DeBandetto gets the opportunity to either run full-time Gibbs and Xfinity or the 38 next year, which one do you think he would take? That wasn't the correct way of asking that question, but you, no, you I, get yeah, what I was I saying. I, I, because oh, like, you got to look long term for DiBenedetto. And while it is kind of hard to think about, it's the reality. Like, even if he goes to a Gibbs Xfinity ride, where is he going to move back up to? LFR. Yep. So, like, if that's what he wants to do, Absolutely, he'll do it because he wants. He's he said he wants the winning cup, and I don't think jumping over to the thirty-eight unless they get an increased support or something from someone is going to be a winning car. Obviously, you mm-hmm. have four chances here at the super speedway tracks, but besides that, no. And what it's going to come down to is like with Alex Bowman getting his opportunity in the eighty-eight. There just is going to have to be a veteran that at some point is just going to retire. And just tap De Benedetto and just force his way through negotiations. Be like, look, I want Matt De Benedetto to take my seat. Just the way Junior was like, I want Alex Bowman to take my seat. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, like, Hamlin, you know. Hamlin is very high on De Benedetto, as we saw. Oh, absolutely. Night. And the only way I, I could I, think again, of that working is if Hamlin gets his championship and says, you know what? I'm content. I'm retiring. I tapped De Benedetto for the 11 car. Then maybe. 
that that would break my heart a little bit but i'd also be like wow wow I'm that so would fucking happy i mean i so I, I gained so much i would respect. be going through way too much like emotions <laughs> to be able to record after that championship <laughs> if that happened i gained so much respect for denny hamlin last night to where i mean he might mm-hmm. be my favorite gibbs driver now just the way he handled the situation Thank you. the way he carried himself in he's, he's really time. come a long way since that 2017 martinsville race he's really he has. he's he's ex- he's embraced the role of the heel he's a wonderful internet troll he he honestly races much cleaner than he did let that night obviously mm-hmm. I mean, he could have absolutely punted harvick um i mean he could have punted to benedetta too and he yeah, rolled oh, him he up a little bit but that's racing no that was racing again yeah. and you know, I was saying it earlier, speaking of racing, um, we'll talk about Ryan in a second, but Denny Hamlin has earned a lot of respect from NASCAR fans over the last couple of weeks. And I really like that because, you know, Denny again was my guy for a long time. And it's just like, I'm not rooting against Denny anymore. It's just like, dude, people like winners. Yeah. People like good, nice winners. Yeah. Um, whereas Kyle Bush is a dick. But um, anyway, speaking about uh, guys that can't move their necks, um, Ryan Newman, uh, getting a lot of hate in the internet for, uh, blocking to Benedetto. And I just want to say, is anyone shocked by this? Should anyone be shocked? by? This? Yeah, I would be mad at Newman if it wasn't Newman. And this is literally how he races. I mean, everyone. Yes. And I, I love Newman. it because he is so consistent with that. Like we saw, uh, Dover 2017, the playoff race, Chase Elliott. Yep had that race in the bag and newman says nah you have what in the where <laughs> new like I, I you can't fault the man for trying to stay on the lead lap. No, ryan newman is consistent especially in... like there's there's so many deeper <laughs> things going on because like if he stays on the lead lap then who knows who wrecks he could win that race plus if the benedetta wins that race newman probably is not making the playoffs just because i don't think he'll have a great darlington just off of that team's experience there and i think mm-hmm. i think i think people catch up on him so i fault i have zero fault well, he him. would only have a four if the race had ended um the way it did he would have only had a 14 point cushion on um on suarez at that point and yeah he's not safe at that distance um if though especially with two hungry hoss hoss drivers and then you have um Jimmy Johnson, who also desperately needs a win. And it just puts so much more pressure on Ryan Newman. So, I mean, obviously, I don't know if Newman, you know, was trying to purposely put a dent in uh, DeBenedetto's car, but he absolutely was just trying to make it difficult to pass as he Yeah, I feel like people been. are acting like Newman straight up put him in the fence or something. No, it's, yeah. it's racing. It is, it is literally how Newman has raced for years. It, like, if Denny Hamlin does that, you know, we're, we're starting to lynch mob for Denny Hamlin at this point. But whereas it's Ryan Newman, it's like the, the fans have been watching the sport for a long time. No, that's just... Yeah, Ryan and like Newman, Newman literally the, did the same thing to Kyle Busch at Darlington in 2018. Yep. And we it's got, just a consistent thing with him. Like we can time. think yeah. of so many examples of a later in his career, Ryan Newman being tough to pass. And even when he drove for Stuart Haas and when he drove for um, Penske, you know, even when he was running up front, he was a tough guy to pass. I mean, he won a couple races because of how difficult it was to pass him. And I know uh, Phoenix in 2014. No, um, shit. When he was with Stuart Haas, it was a night. 
It's like oh. a Showtime 500 or something. Uh, he won yeah, that I... one. And he pretty much was just driving where the other guys were not able to. Like, he was just holding his line and just making it a living nightmare. And he ended up running away with it at the end. And he's just one of those guys. And, you know, if it gets him into the chase, God bless. I mean, Ryan Newman was the guy that put Kyle Larson in the wall to be in the final four for the championship. Ryan Newman is just that guy. We're mm-hmm. used to it. Sure, it's annoying, especially when it's your driver, Matty D. But it's fine. I'll live with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... God. Newman is Newman. Newman is Newman. Um, Can I can I say something real quick? Can yeah. I rattle off a little venting? All right. So, lately on the internet, Matt Benedetto has been getting a lot of hatred. And it's not really Matt's fault, because a lot of Matt Benedetto fans, um, not me included, because I know how to restrain myself, um, are a little bit toxic. Um, I found out, you know, uh, that, you know, some Matt Benedetto fans, you know, they have to defend their guy. You know, they feel the need to defend him because he's, uh, you know, a, an underdog. And people always are like, oh, well, he's a bum. He's this, he's that. You know, some fans, they go a little bit overboard, as any sports fan would. And a couple of years ago, I believe it was, they sent Cody Ware death threats. I, I didn't really know about this until about a couple of weeks ago. Are, were you aware of this? Wait, who sent where death threats? Um, Matt Benedetto fans. No, that's not how it works. Oh, yeah, the fans, yeah. Yeah, so... no, Matt Benedetto did not go on Microsoft Word and said, Dear Cody Ware, go fuck yourself. Sincerely, the burrito. Like, no, no Cody, it was Cody Ware at Darlington a couple of years ago had some mm-hmm. like mental breakdown. He accused Matt Benedetto of some stuff, and he got a lot of hate for it. Rightfully so, but... Oh, yeah. Didn't he say something about him and his wife? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. Yeah, Cody. I don't like Cody Ware very much, but I would never send the guy death threats like that's just ridiculous. He acknowledged he he made a mistake. Yeah. And the thing is, fans who get too involved, like football fans, college football fans come to come to mind, get a little out of hand. And yeah, some of them are dickheads and say really fucked up shit on the Internet. However, you cannot generalize all Matt Benedetto fans like that. That's ridiculous. Like, just because I root for the guy doesn't automatically make me, as many millennials like to say, an incel. Because I happen to be a white person that roots for Matt Benedetto. Nice try with the correlation, though. I'm, I'm sure that works for a lot of the people. Um, but the thing is, the anti-Matt Benedetto people have become as bad as the pro-Benedetto people because they go out of their way to attack him. I saw people on Twitter being like, ha, he's crying like a little bitch. And they're like, oh, he's he's faking it. He's not actually crying. This is an act. This is an act. It's like, dude, Matt Benedetto is so humble. He's like, like, even if it is an act, like, he is fighting for his job here. Like, the guy lost his best opportunity in Cup. I don't blame him if he's, like, emotional. The crowd was going nuts, and I wish I had the turn two tailgaters on here. They said they would come on tomorrow. But we'll have to do that next week because they could attest to how the crowd went wild when Benedetto was on there. Gluck said he's never heard anything like it. Yeah. I just Even... wish that the, the, the anti-Matt Benedetto people would just take a second to realize it's the fans you hate, not the driver. Like, yeah. Even it was really Hannah... hard. I had to unfollow some people on Twitter. I couldn't take it anymore. It was really ruining my vibe. Even Hannah... Uh, New- Hannah Newhouse loves them. Riley Herbst is a douchebag. Newhouse... Like, literally said she had to 
refrain herself from crying last night giving the interview just because of how emotional of a scene it was and oh yeah there's there's nothing more real than that in racing that's why we watch mm-hmm. we, we like to see these guys put everything they have out on the line and benedetto did that last night and by the way while he did not win the race he by far won driver introductions intro oh yeah the rocky balboa intro that was oh, my fantastic goodness, that was i awesome i mean hey how's he rocky right Oh, I'm an American. You know, you, I mean, people forget this. Rocky does lose to Apollo Creed in the yeah. first Rocky. Mm-hmm. Rocky two, he, he he gets it at that point. So Next I mean, year, all rematch. I'm saying Let's is, go. I mean, dude, Rocky two could happen at Darlington. I, I you, you, I mean, I know you said it. Well, wow. let let's look at it this way. Okay, the races that I have, Matt Benedetto, where he could have an opportunity. Like you, you look at these 750 horsepower tracks. I don't know Martinsville if that's really gonna be a good track especially considering like in the spring he really didn't step up there but he's gotten better over time i think the roval is such a wild card you have no idea what could happen there talladega we've seen his success at daytona um you know he's able to have a good car um when he's leading in traffic not so much um what else is there and phoenix Mm -hmm. he didn't do very well at phoenix before but again the momentum has shifted his way so if there is there's four races that i have him circled for as this could be interesting those you know i'm i'm hoping that we get rocky too soon but we'll see we need to we need to finish up cup bristol because we still have trucks in xfinity to talk about yeah just quick recap or i guess our last recap of the cup race uh brackenzowski who was if i'm not mistaken i'm like he finished in third win. got a third place finish so i wasn't too far off daniel hemmerich with a great run in 12th also bubble wallace in 14th great runs for those guys yeah our dark horses uh, looked great chris busher continued the top 20 streak uh eric jones kind of choked a little bit in the summer yeah <laughs> sure man. he did lead 23 he looked really good up until the end he had such a good long run car and he just mm-hmm. threw it in the I think if he wouldn't have gotten to into the fence, I think Jones would have run would have won that race because mm-hmm. he was so well, as I said, so good in the long run, but he had too much damage where he had to pit and also that. one more Matt Benedetto thing. Um shouts out Mike Weaver for that adjustment to um Matt's car to make it run better on the bottom than it would on the top because mm-hmm. that adjustment helped him get to the lead on that uh restart with about a hundred to go. Yeah. Um I mean, that was just a really, Mike Wheeler's a, uh, you know, he's not the best crew chief in the world, but he's a damn good one. And he has won the Daytona 500 with Denny. I think he had like 13 wins with him over his career. Uh, you know, and Mike was very emotional too after that race, but that's a good call. And I honestly, I'm a big fan of the PJ one at Bristol. It's had, it has made the racing a lot of fun because you just in the, at least in the first half, it's made the racing a lot of fun because there are so many different ways to get around the track. And it's just, it's more dependent on how your car handles there rather than how the track is handling. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll take, and I know there was a lot of arguments about it over the last couple days uh, about new Bristol, old Bristol. I'll take a multi I like hybrid Bristol. I will take a multi groove racetrack over a non multi groove racetrack any yeah, day. Of I'll the take, week. I'll I don't take, care. Hi- I will take hybrid Bristol. It is made. Even hell, if it's a Martinsville, if somehow they get the top working, I'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I would take Martinsville if you could give me the bottom is pavement and then the top line is this just dirt compound that lets you slide around it like 20 miles an hour faster. Larson spinning laps out. the field. Lar- it's <laughs> just like Kyle and Kyle Larson is the race by 20 laps. Unreal. 
it's yeah. almost like the 60s again yeah um god kyle larson would be so good the race like that uh, that'd be fantastic let's see here i don't really have much else i mean i think i picked blaney to win the race and it didn't didn't work out for me and you picked keslowski to win the race or did you pick yeah, Logano? you have Logano. did i have Logano? yes there's no way that i took to benedetto bowman Logano. no you, you didn't take bowman no i didn't these are old picks i'm my edit my edit thing is very old here. No, you took Demetri or yeah. No, you you I took no, you Boba took, Brad yeah. and then my sleeper was Blaney and then you took Busher Logano Larson. Oh, I have Logano. No one Brad? took DeBenedetto. Yeah, you took oh, shit. Uh, All right. my you bad, took Logano as your favorite to get fucked. I um I, I will apologize yeah. to you. I, I didn't uh, your credit right there. <laughs> so So looks like I get to pick first yes, next you do. time at Darlington. Ooh, I'm not going to let Larson slip away from my hands this time. He's my dark horse, just watch. <laughs> You're going to pick him as your fucking favorite, and I'm just like, well, this is stupid. I'm done here. I'm ready to pick my I'll keep it in mind. God, I'm so done here. Um, All right, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, So you want to talk Xfinity? I would love to. Oh, hey, whoa, I'm getting a call right now. It, it Oh, it's Alex. Oh, hey, what's what, what's going on? What? Oh, you oh you told Landon Castle to get in the way there? That's crazy. That's unreal. Wow. Thanks, Alex. Uh, he's a little bit busy. He's in Australia fighting dingoes right now. I, I don't blame him. Understandable. Understandable. Um, but yeah, holy shit. Landon Castle got him top 10. Top 10, baby. Dude, JD, I'm coming through. For. I mean, I'm not used to seeing anyone for that team run in top 10 unless it's Chastain. So good for them. Yeah, no, that was honestly kind of fun, though, that he got that, that Castle was getting in the way of. Um, yeah. Of Allgaier, because I'm just like, wait a second, something adds up here and I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was the revenge, but it wasn't even mm-hmm. Chastain getting the revenge. And I like, I, I, oh, you, you know, know that team was telling him, hey, so this is the hey, guy that's you know, that other that, car. That mm-hmm. seven car is going mighty fast and you're going mighty fast. You should race him like you're leading the race. <laughs> so speaking of the race, Brandon Jones, we could have, you, you know how close we were to a Brandon Jones, Matt Benedetto. Weekend sweep. The gods wouldn't. The NASCAR gods would this weekend. You know. You know. This. This would have been. But I, I wanted think, one. I literally don't think anything has topped that in this podcast. No, that would have been the the moment of the entire podcast, unless we got both Brandon Jones and Matt Benedetto on simultaneously. Like that's the only that way. True. It was just. It was so frustrating because Brandon not only he has just been cursed at Bristol with the do I take tires? Do I not take tires? Yeah. Because. I don't care what anyone says. I don't think he blew a tire. I think he just overshot the turn. For the <laughs> like, straight up got home, way too excited. <laughs> for the folks at home who didn't get a chance to watch this race, it was so wacky that Greg Alding finished on the lead lap in sixth. Buddy, Timmy Hill finished in sixth. And seven. Timmy Hill was the top-running Toyota. There were only six cars that finished on the lead lap. I mean, yeah. when you think about these races, seven cars finished on the lead lap in the cup race, six on, on Friday. This is ridiculous crazy but oh i mean both goodness. were just so barn much fun. it was like you know have you ever seen those youtube videos where it's leader jinx of whatever race and all the leaders have problems yes i watched that, that earlier in germany in f1 <laughs> because we had kyle bush literally blew an engine winning stage two that was weird like kyle bush two um races in a row and expandy yeah. has just completely just shit the bed 
Well, it's nowhere. not his fault. It's the team's no, fault. No, I mean, yeah, it's Mechanical, not his yeah. fault. I guess the team is just like, I don't know. That was crazy. But again, it's another race at Kyle Busch's in Xfinity that we're all like, oh, it's going to be the Kyle Busch <laughs> show. Ends up being the fucking craziest race of the year again. Yeah, we had uh, Tyler Reddick racing, was it Allgaier for the stage mm-hmm. one win? And they both wrecked, giving it to our boy Brandon Jones. Yeah, Brandon Jones, second stage of the year. And then Allgaier again, who dominated the final stage with, what, seven to go, blew a tire. Giving the win to Reddick, and I'm to Anya. Like, what a. I mean, Bran Jones gets by him before. Bran Jones gets into second place and pretty much is in the catbird seat because, I mean, obviously he doesn't know that Allgaier is going to blow the tire, mm-hmm. but I mean, Bran Jones runs away with that otherwise. Um, it was crazy. And then Tyler just winning, um, winning at Bristol, reminding everyone, hey, I am part of the big three here. I think that's his fourth win this season. It's yeah. just crazy looking at it. Like, Because Tyler Reddick had to start the race a lap down. He went down pit road as soon as it started and had to serve a penalty because he failed inspection four times, five times? Four times. It's ridiculous. He doesn't have a car chief. I, I think the crew chief gets suspended too at that rate, doesn't he? I don't know about that, but he was he was poking Ridiculous. fun at someone. It's like, yeah, we don't even need this guy anymore. He said it like on his on track interview, and honestly, it, honestly, I I love Tyler Reddick though. I, I can't root. I, he is my favorite. Of course, it, it also helps that he has a Saturday for the boys. Help, so. I mean, he's my favorite Xfinity driver just because he literally gave me a holler tour of during his first ever Cup start in the Daytona 500. So I will yeah, he's a, he seems like that. a really genuine. Him or Briscoe are my guys. Which, Again, by the Briscoe way, Chase finishing Briscoe second. Yeah. finished two, so one, two. Briscoe good is getting hot. Ah, yeah, he is. Yeah, him and Cindric are getting hot I'd at say, the right time, too. I'd say but Briscoe Cindric, uh... is my pick for the fourth guy just because the final round, or the penultimate round in Xfinity does not have a road course, and I believe mm-hmm. Briscoe will outrun Cindric. Well, it, it's at Phoenix is one of them. And if Christopher Bell doesn't end up winning that, I do like Briscoe's chances there. Briscoe mm-hmm. is just – Briscoe is very, very good at throttle control in my opinion. And, yeah. again, we were very close to seeing his first cup start this weekend. Yeah. So Also, shout out Jeremy Clements for finishing fourth. Yeah, Jeremy Clements was there all night too. It wasn't just that he, he avoided all the Galding and Timmy Hill did. He literally was just chilling in the top five. It felt like most of the night top ten. Um. And yeah, I mean, dude, congratulations to Jeremy Clemens. I mean, you know, you don't see that very often from the guy. He does have a career win though. Does I, when he's going I to his favorite track in uh he won at Mid Ohio. Road America. Road America. Are you sure about that? I am one have you have no. you not learned yet to not fact check me on this podcast? Buddy, I'm doing it right now, actually. All right. Well, once you're wrong. Again. Once I'm wrong, I'll apologize. Like I always do. like, uh, Jeremy Clemens. You know, it's really not that bad to be a driver. And you do make a lot of money. Ha! Get fucked. It was Elkhart Lake, which has nothing to do with Road America at all. And it's definitely not the same track. Yeah, totally not. <laughs> Completely different. <laughs> Wasn't it raining during that race or something? Um, no, he, he just pulled that? some wacky strategy. And... I need to rewatch that because I don't yeah. remember how he fucked. It's like a 40 lap race. I don't know how you pull wacky strategy with very that, carefully 45 laps. It. Yeah, oh, my bad. Apologies. Yeah, fact checked. Get yep. fact checked. Yeah, fair. Don't we uh, have a Canadian tire coming up this week? No, that's Darlington weekend for trucks. Okay, well, I can't wait for that. But... I want to say that's like all these road summer. courses have been awesome. Honestly, I'm really happy with all yeah, this. Yeah, 
I like the swing in the Xfinity series. No, there is a truck race this weekend. Is this weekend? Uh, August 25th, Canadian Tire Motorsport. Oh, I thought... <laughs> the last couple of years has been the same day as Darlington. I think. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I don't know, when I was at Darlington... In so we can actually have a show next week and talk about stuff. Yeah, we could. And when I was at Darlington in 2016... Uh, I was so pissed because they they didn't have that race on the jumbotron there, and I was like, "It's literally a NASCAR race, show it!" <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, and that was one of the like four crazy finishes that that track has produced in its five-year history, or something like that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Oh man, I'd love to go to that race. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I would. I want to go back. Anyways, <laughs> rounding out the Xfinity Series race. Uh, hey, shout out Brandon Brown, career best finish 12th. Is it really his career best? According, to, he still has never gotten a top 10, according to someone on Twitter. But again, I should fact Great check run. that. He, he ran. I'm, I'm fact checking it. Throughout the yeah, race. no, he did. Oh, I, um, I'm going to click on Brandon Jones. I didn't mean to. Yeah, like I mean, literally every, to, every of the three cup drivers in that race. None finished higher than 29th. It was so funny that they all just got into that incident. Yeah. On. Like, that was just kind of like, well, I, I mean, I feel bad, but Eric Jones really did try to maneuver it, forgot that he was not in a Formula One car. Hey, while, while everyone was calling Matt Mills a dumbass, he finished 18th, which was better than Kyle Busch. You can finish in 18th and still be a dumbass. Well, yeah. Just ask George Ruffin. Finish four laps down, completely irrelevant. <laughs> Our boy Garrett Smithley almost finished better than him. Sure, he did. Um, <laughs> Garrett finished 120 laps down. Jeez. Oh. Oh, we'll pretend like Garrett finished. But Landon Castle in the four car. Nice. Yes. That's what matters. Alrighty. Awesome finish for him. Okay, trucks? To trucks? Yep. Did you watch this race? Oh, you damn right I did. All right. I watched half it, but with no sound. I was at Trivia. I actually made the bar. I was at put on the race. And the owner came out because she's like, I don't know if we have this channel. I'm like, no, just look for it. And she found it. And she was sitting there asking me a bunch of questions about the truck. She's like, I didn't know they <laughs> raced these things. How fast are they going? <laughs> like, why, where's the leaders? Like, who are all these other cars that are slower? Why are they slower? And it was just like, yep, I love answering your questions. Um, uh, yeah. that's what I'm trying to do. So the truck race was basically Ross Chastain versus the world. Mm-hmm. He definitely didn't make any friends on track, but it's playoffs for them. And he is in a great position. Not as good as a position though as Brett Moffat, who did end up getting the checkered flag that matters. Yeah. Um, definitely tough break for Tyler Ankrum because he ends up finishing in 20th, six mm-hmm. laps down. And that's just tough going into this round because it's very, very competitive ahead of him. You have obviously Chastain as the, um, the you know, he got the playoff point from the race. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he won stage one, but you got guys like Friesen, Endfinger, Crafton, who all finished really well, and that's going to boost them for uh, Canadian yeah. Tire. But then you got um, ahead of him uh, Austin Hill and Johnny Sauter, and I know Sauter is not going to want to get eliminated first round. No, he is. You know, not. Sauter is a very interesting driver. Yeah. Um, and while and, while that was a rough run for the DGR Crossley Toyota of Tyler Ankrum, there was another DGR Crossley car that was worse. That even got wrecked by a wrecker. 
None other. Wait, who are you talking about? None other than the one and only Natalia Decor. It was, it was sad. Oh, like legit. God. I I know we like to make fun of her as everyone does because let's face it, she's easy to do it because she sets herself up. But <laughs> just oh, like Juan Pablo Montoya's career moment in NASCAR will always be the jet dryer incident. Hey, but this at least be... Montoya has two wins. Exactly. This will be Natalie Decker's. Do you like? How do you get wrecked by a wrecker, man? <laughs> I can get. I don't think like, she expected to get such a, a push down the back straightaway. I understand getting or like running into a wrecker if like you don't know it's there. Martin's cars in front of you, sports out ambulances. Yeah, like all that stuff. But like when it's pushing you and you spin out, that's probably where you should just retire. <laughs> Who ran into a safety truck? That happened. Has happened recently. Uh, it happened in the Iowa Xfinity race. Yes, that's right. Um, Ronnie Bassett, I want to say it was. Probably, yeah. McDowell um, did it back at Richmond in 2015-ish. Yeah, so it is possible to run into these things, as Montoya has shown us. But to just lose control of it when it's trying to push you yeah, it's like, road. Yeah, it's... It happens when you and run into it. And then she goes up the track, which was yeah. – like, the best thing is someone was transcribing this from her radio, and the, the just her spotter is like, what what just happened there? And it's just – it literally just has incoherent screaming. He's like, what am I even doing up here? Yeah, bless, bless Kevin Hamlin. Bless Hammond's that part. team. God bless that spotter. Bless that crew chief. Just – I don't even know. But, I mean, hey, she finished in 25th. God bless. Yeah, Michael Walter did it again. He was saying, oh, Natalie Decker was having a great run on 15th. And I'm like, it's a 30-car mm. field. That is not a good run by Austin Wayne self probably was thinking he was having a great run in 15th, considering he finished there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who else? Chandler Smith finished in second place, by the way. I just want to shout out Chandler Smith. That was a very impressive yeah. uh, job there. Sheldon Creed ran good all night. Who else was it? Uh... I keep forgetting he's in a Gallagher truck. I mean, he honestly didn't show much speed in the beginning of the season. Is doing much better right now. Like, so good on him. He's he's impressed. Also, Parker Kligerman tried to make the bottom line was or the top line work was yeah. not getting anything. But you know, whenever I was watching Parker, he was making moves. And I people don't like Parker because he is kind of an annoying dude. But honestly, I like Parker the driver. Rafael Azard finished 12th in the 46 KB yes. truck, but he ran so much better than that. Who did he get turned? Was it Chastain he got? I have no idea. I don't know. Chast- everyone was pissed off at Chastain. I missed the last 30 laps. I'm going to be very honest with you. I That's had to drive. Right. But I was, uh, No one wanted to stay at the bar with me. Juxtaposed to the it. cup race where you had a bunch of guys leading laps. Only three guys actually led this race being Enfinger, Chastain, and Moffat. But it was a good race throughout. That's got to be a confidence boost for Enfinger, though. I mean, he he needs oh, yeah. he still doesn't have a win, but I mean, the guy is still leading races and finishing mm-hmm. in the top five. So I mean, hey, and like I said, if there was ever a driver, okay, actually, I did say someone else, but if there is a driver to upset this season, it could be Matt Crafton, but it could also be Grant Enfinger. Enfinger's been the most consistent, so I'm still watching out for those two uh, Thor Sport guys. Yeah. I really just like the name Thor Sports. Really, it's really just a very 
Any strong sort of name. reference is a big plus. So <laughs> exactly. I'll take what we can. Oh do. man, I can't wait to watch Endgame this weekend. I'm gonna actually sit down and rewatch it and not get nice. angry. It's gonna. For what I was actually when I was editing, my cousin agreed with me with the whole time travel theory. So huh. very nice. Yes, I am changing everyone's opinions on everything. Okay, IndyCar. IndyCar. All right, boo. boo Pocono, boo. boo. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm chilling by the pool with my family. I see it's Yeah, I, didn't, like, I don't yeah, want to watch anyone let's, die today. Let's turn on the IndyCar race. I'm like, I got to make dinner in a couple hours, but I'll, I'll turn this on for a little bit. And they almost made it halfway around the track. And then it all went to shit again. Hey, Kevin, I have a fun question to ask you. Yeah, what's up, man? What do you think's going to happen when you move the wall 30 feet closer to the track and a driver hits that inside wall going very fast? I don't know. Physics tell me that it's going to shoot the car back against the track into oncoming traffic and nothing good is going to happen from it. Yeah, that's probably really bad if you're the one not involved in the accident, just trying to make his way through. Yeah, that would suck. Probably get sent to the hospital if that happened. Yeah, be a real shame if your name happened to be Ro- Felix Rosenquist, too, and that happened. Shame indeed. Real shame. Be. Also be a real shame if your name's Alexander Rossi and you're trying to win a championship. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> that would really <laughs> suck. Oh, shit, wait, that all happened. Oh, wow, how about that? Yeah, I was... When every car came to rest, I just saw a car upside down. I saw another car get up into the catch fence, and I'm like, didn't we just see this happen here last year? I literally and... was watching that wreck, and I'm like, this is this is about to be the same goddamn thing. Isn't it? I'm like, it's just and so frustrating, man. Like, I get... I get people are like, it's 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 the driver's fault. It's not the track fault. But this could happen anywhere. Well, coming it out could of, happen anywhere, but it can Coming out of a here. wide banked turn one where drivers are three and four wide, funneling down to a 90-degree flat corner, it is a recipe for disaster every time. And we have seen it the last two races here. And especially without the halo, bless the halo that is coming next year, but like without it, man, you're asking for someone to get seriously hurt. And well, they have that little fin, and for a one in a billion chance of something actually deflecting off of that fin, it actually happened in today's yeah. race. Hinchcliffe would have been just knocked unconscious probably by whatever the fuck flew off of Rossi's car. Yeah. And, um, hey, the halo potentially saved Hinchtown's life, so the mayor gets to continue his awful tenure of mayorship. Yeah, and... Even the economy's the in overall. shambles, James. You got to get back there and take care of your city. They call you the mayor. They vote for you, and you literally don't even show up. Like you're, you're atrocious at your job. I might, I might honestly go down to Hinchtown and run for it myself. So I saw after <laughs> they got that going. I watched the next, I don't know, thirty laps, and I was oh, you like, "Watch well, the rest of it." I did yeah, actually yeah. watch till the I end. Watched, I was so I watched relieved. Till lap the like came. forty, and I was like. Eh, it's, it's kind of boring, so I turned it off and didn't look back. But you said yes because the package also is atrocious for that. I think track. you texted um, me or you tweeted out that Herda wrecked. What happened there? Yeah, so Herda just lost it off of turn oh. two. What, um, whatever what, uh, package or setup he had, it wasn't positively affecting him when he was behind someone super close, which is really unfortunate because it's how you have to make passes mm-hmm. in uh, these these oval races for Indy at the moment. But um. I saw America's Sweetheart 
Yeah, uh, Santino Ferrucci got a top five. Santino Ferrucci looked great until he uh, decided to be Santino Ferrucci again and fall apart on a non restart. So the thing Wait, is, did with he not Santino, get a top five? He did get a top five. He finished in oh, fourth, okay. but he was running like literally like bees dick length away from the leader at one point. Oh, wow. Um, the thing with Santino is that he will get fantastic restart. Then he'll do this thing where he just doesn't ever really make a ground <laughs> past that. And that's usually how you win races in IndyCar. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's so much fun to watch on restarts because it's like, well, here comes Santino literally next to the wall in the rubber. Oh, my God, he passed 10 cars. And then it's like, oh, wait, where's Santino? He's in 14th or something. So, I mean, good for him for at least getting a top five. He, I didn't know that his contract was only a one-year deal. Um, so I guess I, the, the guy who signed him was like, well, he could be an asshole. We might need <laughs> to only keep him for a year. Probably should re-sign the kid. He's very talented. He hasn't said anything remotely racist in the past nine months. Wow. God cool. bless him. God he, bless him. Uh, I mean, that was, what, was that IndyCar's first rain-shortened race this season? I can't remember the last time there was a rain-shortened uh, race uh, with the Indy cars just because, like, most of their races are on yeah, is true. road courses and they can run in the rain. Shouts yeah. out, Indy GP. <laughs> uh, I honestly don't remember the, the last time there was an oval. Looking at the result, Hey, Tony Kanon got a top 10. Okay, yeah, that's the thing. Tony Kanon looked great all weekend. Tony Kanon was actually the fastest final practice, or one of the practice sessions, and, you know, good for TK. He, uh... You know, he hasn't won a race in a couple of years, but, I mean, dude still has some speed, and that's a that's obviously a confidence booster. I mean, I always love seeing him do well. Looking at these things right now. Will Power, I mean, we haven't even said who won the race. Shouts out Will Power. Uh, first one of the season. I know he probably didn't want to be a range short one, but he'll take a win. And uh, when they announced the victory, he was in the media room, and he jokingly said, uh, can we spray some champagne in here? Got responded to a hard no, so. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> 102 comments to this race um, on Racing Reference. I'm not going to click on that dumpster fire. I did not even know Racing Reference had a comment section. Buddy, if you were commenting on internet forums on Racing Reference, you really need to reconsider your life choices. Uh, As we post on Reddit every single day. I Literally, this is new to me. I didn't know Racing Reference had comments. I'm not uh, looking at those comments, pal. Um. Oh, shouts out Alexander Rossi and James Hinchcliffe for both pulling a Sterling Marlin and trying to repair their car uh, during the yeah. red flag, although they did not get out of their car to do it, which to this day, I will never understand that move. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing, but I don't like how they can like because Rossi's suspension was straight up broken. I don't like how you can just put entire new parts like in F1. Like you, know, you finished 100 laps down. Even when you even when you lose your front rank the front wing in F one, I don't like how you can replace it because like you fucked up or someone fucked up into you, and it happens. Yeah, that's racing. Like I can, I'm. Cool but you lose you can, so like, much time for that. You don't really like. Yeah, you know, I'm like cool with front wing and oh my able, god, I'm thirty seconds faster than a leader. What the fuck? I'm cool with being able to like tape stuff and whatnot, but. I don't know. That, that How funny me. would it be if, if in NASCAR there were just like removable parts and you could just fucking just put new shit on and just get back out there? Yeah, that'd be weird. 
I do miss the days of those like cars that were nothing but tape, like the Mark Martin taped on six, doesn't have a yeah, front bumper, no back. Those are great. I loved them. Very dangerous. I saw someone say that they should just let Rossi pull out the backup car, and I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, did it rain and they forgot to throw a caution before that happened? Because that's yeah, the only like time I can maybe think of that happening. Uh, but no, <laughs> if you start the race, you're not going to finish it in a different car. You know, honestly, I'm very disappointed that Takuma Sato could not get his car back into the race, considering that all his teammates were able to do it. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. No, he does not race for Andretti. <laughs> Letterman, whatever. I am disappointed in all those drivers. For... James Hinchcliffe actually did get his car back on the track. Ran. Two laps got in the way of Simon Pagano and said peace and went <laughs> back to Well, good for him. God. So now it's looking so like stupid. New Garden. They're, New Garden I mean, had a very ill handling car, blue. by the way. It was not handling well at all during the race. And he's got uh, what, a, surprisingly finished in six. A full race worth of uh of the lead. So and he's going into 30, Gateway, but, which is one of his best tracks. But then Portland and stupid double, double points, points. Laguna Seca. I don't know why you hate double points. Because it's not, I don't know, all races should be equal. They should just do a double header then. All races should be equal. That's all I got to say. Buddy, you're asking for a lot of uh, racing civil rights here. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's I don't ridic- like how that's ridic- we, ridiculous. We've said it before. This, this I don't like how the Coca Cola 600 has a different stage. The Coca Cola 600 should also pay more points considering it's 100 extra miles. No, I don't. Stage. I think all races should be equal. I think that the chase should just be the entire season. Wait. God, I might have solved NASCAR's <laughs> problems. Um, Ed Carpenter, by the way, finishing in sixth. Uh, shouts out. Doesn't he only run ovals? He only runs ovals, and he was right. probably the most exciting driver outside of Ferrucci's race. Good for him, man. So, um, but yeah, IndyCar Pocono bad. I said that maybe IndyCar should run the Roval at Pocono to avoid drivers almost dying honestly that would be a fantastic compromise for the people wanting any car to still go to pocono and not wanting to see drivers almost yeah and the people who sit in the stands right by turn uh three will get to hear wonderful downshifts and as someone who did that at saint pete the downshifts for indy cars are just ridiculous they make it fine going into turn one so maybe midway down the backstretch going into turn two they can go into the infield I don't even think they actually go. Well, I mean, the infield. I don't know the robot because they move but... the wall forty feet forward. Yeah. Do you know why they did that? Is there a reason? And it's because of the Elliot Sadler, yeah, Steve Park Rex. It's a very it, really. Yeah, I mean, you don't want a like ninety degree wall that people can just. No, you're right. I really just on. want a wall that is like <laughs> ten feet away from the racing line, so when someone bounces off, they bounce right back into traffic. That's way yeah. better. I mean. I guarantee you the designers were like, eh, the odds of this happening are super slim, but if you've oh, ever by the way, watched IndyCar anything... Oh, literally coming back to this track. About, like, watch anything about racing, it's like, if they can hit there, they will hit If there's there. an angle, they'll hit it. Who was it that ran into the pit road wall and... <laughs> I was literally just thinking about it. Yeah. Nice. Was it yeah. Gossens or something? Uh, who was that? It was the 90 car. Yeah, then I guess him. It was someone in the 90 car. Yeah, I know. I mean, if there's an angle, they'll find it. That stupid yeah. little opening on the straightaway. What is that? Yeah. Uh, on uh, between two and three. That's just a fucking death angle. Yeah. Like, oh boy, I can't wait to get spun out and just completely disintegrate. Yeah, I think it should be. I think Talladega does it. 
pretty well. I think they still have one wall that jets out, which I don't like. But yeah, have the, the, have the Kyle, wall. Kyle like, Larson was a heat seeker for that one. It looked like yeah, have the wall start out and then make there be a little gap. Move the wall back a little bit. Keep it straight. Then I have a great one. idea. Have you ever played the game Just Cause? I have not. Okay, they have little rockets that you can attach to things. Like if we just put rockets on the bottom of everyone's car and we can just hover it like Iron Man, no one will ever wreck ever again. Of course, then we have the problem of trying to get them back down, but figure that out with helicopters and shit. That's woke. <laughs> I've solved every problem NASCAR <laughs> has ever had in Indy simultaneously. Um, there was no F1 race. Um, did you happen to watch a race? I did not because it was going on at the same time as tonight. They're right? televising it on Wednesday, which by the time this episode gets out, we probably have already been televised. Do you, should we spoil it now? Sure. I don't, I don't All know. Right. I'm not going to watch it on TV. It, it's already happened. All right. The Bush Bush's Beans 150. God, I really hope they brought that dog. There's I love dog? that. I love the Bush. There's yeah, bush the, bush, the, the Bush Beans. Are you kidding? I'm going blind on that right now. It's a talking Black golden retriever. It's like better than okay. your bud. It has, uh, it has this was barely an hour long race. And congratulations winning. Cool. Haley Deegan finished in ninth. Her car looked great. Dude, Ty Gibbs, another another solid race. God, man, he is really wait, uh, wait are we talking which KN race are we talking about? Canon Pro Series East. It was race number oh. nine. Which okay, one were you I thinking you, of? Because there was a. I thought you were talking about the West race. Because there was a West race last night at the same time as the Bristol Night race. Oh, I, I did not. I what, completely what? forgot that K and N. Yeah, this, I was race. talking about the uh, yeah. East. Um, yeah, that Sam, was. Uh, Sam, you said Sam Mayer went one right. Yeah, he's in a Maury Gallagher. Yeah, uh, Chevy there. So yeah, he's probably no, I, next I like on him. up. If yeah. Moffat gets called up, which Moffat should honestly move up to Xfinity. Yeah, but would John Hunter get? The boot, or no, you car? just have a second Xfinity car. They have I'm sure <laughs> Gallagher had two Xfinity cars for the longest time, and his degenerative, drug addicted son was in one. I'm that, sorry, that man's mean. that man's buying naming rights to the home of the Oakland Raiders in Las Vegas. They got money, they have money. He yeah. has his own cam, it's called the Gallagher cam on IndyCar. Whenever they show the 59, that's him. <laughs> I assume that's the same Gallagher. I assume this I, is the Gallagher that owns all the planes. I never put that together. No, is it? All right. Uh, I guess it's big brain time. Big brain time. Big brain. Um, who won the race during the uh, Bristol Night race for the West Series? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I thought no, that's what I, you were I, I'm not. I honestly feel like yeah. Right now, I'm I knew, curious to see I, I saw what where Gallagher does because I always look up where Haley Deegan finishes and she finished seventh. And when you said ninth, I was like, Wait, hold up, that's not right. Oh, wait, <laughs> I'm sorry, he owns a Legion, mm-hmm. he's the CEO of a Legion Air. God, this guy looks like the most typical like Fox News like reporter I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Jeez Louise! So, wait, and who owns Gallagher, the company? I think it's a different company, yeah. That's really baffling now. Maybe it's the American comedian Gallagher. Who? The guy that smashes watermelons, the guy that I literally call uh, Rock Chastain. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know who that Gallagher is. Gallagher is Arthur J. Gallagher 
and Company is a U.S.-based global insurance brokerage and risk management services firm headquartered fun. in Illinois. That's so they, much fun. They are the AJG on the stock exchange. They actually wow. went up today, dollar twenty-two. They're at eighty-nine for them. a share or eighty-nine dollars a share, dude. Wow, wow. that literally and that was like and that was stock company. market. That was stock market talk on LT1. Stonks one on one. Oh my god, I might actually just make the fucking picture on Instagram Do it. just stonks. Do it. Mm, yes, enslaved Bristol. Um, <laughs> one of the cars on here does not have a picture. Uh, There's Chevy, Toyota, Ford, and then Jet, Jet Nolan. What a fucking name! Zombie um, Dodge. It might be a Zombie Dodge because there's just no car manufacturer here. That's funny. All right, you want to round out the field? Let us. Uh, you got any predictions, bold predictions for this week? And you think Matt Benedetto could pull out a win? I think he does. Well, Dude, if Matt Benedetto I think wins, he'll get a top three. I think Matt Benedetto is going to put everything into this race and something just catastrophic is going to break our hearts because there's no reason for me to get my hopes up anymore. <laughs> yeah, I just keep getting just my, my shit turned inside out. The thing yeah. is, though, like something bad is probably going to happen to Matt E.D., God forbid, and then fucking Brandon Jones pulls out a win. <laughs> just something crazy. I don't think Brandon Jones... Will win at a road course? No, absolutely I would be not, pleasantly you know, surprised. It, you see never it. know here, man. All right, running up the field. Oh, uh, the, we didn't talk about the Nash, the Knoxville National. Kyle Larson didn't make it. That was. Do you guys want to know anything else? Ago, right. Uh, it says Saturday, August tenth. That was that was right before Michigan. Yeah. Well, we never talked about it. The results moved. Are, here's on. the results. The results are right here. I didn't talk about it. Why do I want McDonald's right now? <laughs> and, and this episode, I thought about it. Dang it, <laughs> dude! It's working. His sponsorship oh. is—I—I've never once said to myself, "Wow, I could really go for some fake beef right now." All right. Although, right speaking of fake beef, Burger King got some fire. Fake Shout beef. out, uh, Bristol ratings for going up. Yeah, this was the highest rated uh, night race, Saturday night race in two years. That's awesome. On cable or on on cable. Yeah. Um, there was an Arco race. Michael Self won. Oh, good. Where at? It was at Springfield, Illinois. Good for them. Christian okay. Eckes finished in second. Your favorite driver. Will Kimmel is still racing. Wow. Hey, oh. Um, oh, Joe Graff Jr. That's, this is why oh, he didn't want to race on Friday. He, we forgot raced, he raced the race on Saturday. He was more focused on finishing 10th. The last uh, car in the lead lap. Cornelia looked like he had a fantastic time. Yeah, Portnoy has de- has designated to Benedetto the people's driver, which has made all the anti Matt Benedetto people even angrier. Uh, who else? I mean, There's I love Portnoy, Portnoy uh, even though Quinn he's a Boyer gave prick. Portnoy a bunch of fun shit on Twitter, so I saw that. That was fun. No, Boyer is definitely if there's ever a guy like not used to NASCAR that you would like to hang out with, Boyer is that guy. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, Barcel, the three races they've been to this year have been really oh, good. Yeah, it gets me even more excited for Talladega. Are they going back? Yeah, he'll be there at Dega, I believe. All right, cool. Davey Dega makes his return. I will be there. We will be there. We will be there. We will be there. What is this eye? I can't get <laughs> anything on Red to Load for me, but I did see some things. Uh, Dale Jr. Um, called the car out tomorrow. Trash. Yes. He's finally... Um, um, Followed in Kyle Bush's footsteps. 
Uh, oh, Ryan Priest. I, I completely missed this. Ryan Priest returning to the 47 next year. Okay. Yeah. Not that That's... I thought he was going to go anywhere. but Yeah, I didn't think he was going anywhere. Yeah. I don't know how I missed that. I mean, there was Paul Menard does not finish outside the top 25 Daytona. He's the epitome of, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get a, Literally the most Paul Menard That is the most Paul run for you. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he keeps the car clean for the most part. So when he's not wrecking Matt DeBandano into turn three at Daytona, he's, he's doing a good job. Yeah, no, it's really, really nice. Uh, I got really uh, nothing else. Uh, Walter, Michael Waltrip is going to have Siegel Tart on this week on his podcast. Thanks, Hopefully Steve. Michael shout, shouts us out for having no one on our podcast. So yeah, I guess uh, just overall, great weekend of NASCAR racing. <laughs> great weekend of racing. Huge cock tease. Really, really yeah, wish that it went I differently, mean, we but I'm not had... going to be upset with a great weekend. We were as close as we'll probably ever get to a Brandon Jones win and maybe even a Matthew Benedetto win. So we'll see. Do you think but... that, uh, who, do, who do you think wins at the Canadian Tire? Oh, yeah, that was a Motorsport oh. Bowmanville track. Oh, who is it? Did oh. I see? Oh, I already know who's gonna win there. I think I think we're thinking the same thing. I think we're thinking the same thing. It's gonna be Ben Rhodes, isn't it? Uh, we were not thinking the same and, thing. Oh, well, also Grand Enfinger. <laughs> um, how about this, Alex Tagliani? What is he? Racing He's driving with? the fifty-one KVM truck. Oh no! I think he'll get it. Yeah. It's either gonna be Tagliani wins the race or Tagliani. Everyone, no, yeah, no. no in between. I'm so excited for Tagliani in a truck. Yeah. He's gonna be like, Wait, are you telling me there's more surface for me to bump into people? Hey, if Biffle can win, so can Tagliani. Oh, absolutely. God, I wish a pull was here. Yeah, that'd be nice. Man, RIP, IP to his career. He went on on top, and that's it's not over, but he's just not getting any more rides. I wouldn't want to come back after a win. Honestly, you go out on top winning in Texas and just, I don't know, that is that is pretty good, but I, I, I do want to see more Biffle. Yeah. All right. All well, righty. We'll see you guys next week with a very short review of the two races. And the, the, well, hopefully, we were supposed to have the turn two tailgaters on this week, but we'll um, we'll get them on next week. They are exhausted from Bristol. They, they had great seats in turn three and were tailgating all weekend in their bus. Awesome. It, it looked it looked like a lot of fun. So shouts out to those guys. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LTLN Podcast and Instagram, same handle. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I have been Anthony. And I have been Kevin. We will see you guys next week. Love you guys. Love y'all.